Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Mart convenience stores conveniently located all across southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Save-A-Lot Foods serving Columbia since 1994 is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save a lot. What would you do if you ran out of food to feed your family? That's the reality for hundreds of families here in Southern Middle Tennessee, and you can help change that. Front Porch Radio is partnering with The Well Outreach to help feed as many families in need as we can for as little as $30 to provide a week of groceries. Join us for a special live broadcast on September 26th and 27th on Front Porch Radio, or you can give right now to help a local family in need at thewelloutreach.com. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Bino, did we or did we not mic check ourselves today? We did not, Tony. 
Did I level check you, Bino? You did not. Did we prepare at all for this today, Bino? We never do. Bino, have I hardly talked to you this morning? Uh, we've you've been busy, Tony. Live today, Calhoun's on the river where we be. Come on out, eat some lunch, talk some sports. It's America's showplace, ladies and gentlemen. That's where we are. Calhoun's on the river. Come out and see us, eat some lunch, talk some sports. The college sports restaurant, America's college sports city. Simply no better place to experience the game. Come before, during, or after tomorrow's festivities. All new covered patio where we be. Right here on the Tennessee River. The shadows of picturesque. Neyland Stadium, it is absolutely, without a doubt, outstanding, and it is an awesome day to be alive and well. Great staff here to meet you and greet you, take care of them. We're going to have an incredible time. Bino, are you fired up, focused, and prepared, and have you gotten your Coke Zero yet? I have not, but I will, Tony. I'm, I'm certain of that. Calhoun's a surprisingly easy walk from downtown Knoxville. Vol calls on Wednesdays. Your Bacilio show on Fridays. Don't settle for your game day weekend. Come to Calhoun's, the sports restaurant in America's college sports city. The taste of Tennessee, except no substitutes. Speaking of those substitutes, being starters, nothing like a football weekend in East Tennessee, except no substitutes, being no. That is true. Has this been a hard week or what? I mean, I've just had, I've had this smoldering anger that's just been gnawing at me all week long. Well, but I tell you, there is absolutely no better way to break out of this funk than to be right here at Calhoun's on Friday. Yep. With this view. Yep. And with of all faithful, and with you, that's some good medicine. And the right fellowship there. of the moment, because Bino, let's face it. That thing was dark last Saturday, man. That was a dark, dark, dark day down in Florida. Just, a dark day, buddy. Just ugly. Just ugly, ugly. Talk about pulling the plug on something. Been a long time since we've it been felt like, that. like this. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, I, it, as bad as we feel, imagine how that staff and roster feels. I really believe that UTSA has shown up in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep. And, you know, it's almost to the point where you look at Tennessee, you look at the San Antonio team tomorrow, and you say, if you don't blow them out, you're probably not going to blow anybody out this year. Hate to put it that way, but that's about, that is about the reality of the situation tomorrow. You need... Put it on those guys. Big time, Beanstar. Yeah, Big time. I, 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 I would agree, Tony. I, I think if Tennessee doesn't come out really focused and, and really hungry to kind of spit that bad taste out of their mouth, uh, it, it, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Calhoun's on the river where we be. So set up today's program. Uh, the great Mike Huguenin is going to join us coming up, setting up the football weekend, which my winners and losers guys, uh, presented by our friends at Miller Lite, are giving this card an A++++ this weekend. 
Now, Bino, we play a picks game for giggles. And uh, I've been doing pretty well on that this Yes, year. you have. I've been pretty dialed in. This uh, Zen thing's got me dialed. I'm like Zenning. I'm like in the zone. I'm in the Zen zone. And so I've been, uh, I've been feeling it, so to speak. Zen, it rhymes with win. In certain circles. Kind of like Martavius, former Va Martavius French rhymes with ranch. Gal asked me one time, she said, we got two types of dressing. We got ranch and French. So um, there you have it. So Martavius French will be back in the house tomorrow who Brian Hartman has a great line about because he is a relation to Coach French that uh, Philip Fulmer talked about <laughs> in his text messages. Having, having a solid season, leads him in tackling. Yep. Um, I believe he's actually second-team linebacker, but obviously getting a whole lot of minutes. Well, you know, last week they got run over by that Army bunch who have changed their offense. Army uh, converted, went six for six on fourth downs with them, ran a ball 64 times, didn't punt. I mean, I'd say it's pretty good, Bino. Uh, yes. I, I ran for about 300 good. yards on them. I, I would hope that we would be able to do uh, like things to them. But do you work your running game tomorrow if you're the Vols? Or are you trying to get this passing game ironed out? What are you doing tomorrow? Because tomorrow it's not a scrimmage. Like, I'll put it this way. These two teams are better than Tennessee's first two opponents. How much better remains to be seen, but I think this team's better than his first two opponents. So what do you do tomorrow? By all, any means necessary, or are you working on something tomorrow, Bean Star, if you're the Vols? What do you think they do? I, I, you know, Tennessee's always been a more run-heavy offense than, than some people believe. Uh, I think you just go out there and run your stuff. Uh, I, I'm not forcing anything that they're completely taking away because you're not going to be able to do that against SEC teams. So take what they give you until they give you something else. So you're taking what they're giving because you're working for a living here uh, at Calhoun's on the River where we be. Come on out, eat some lunch, talk some sports. It is a absolutely good. It's not a beautiful day. It's a glorious, awesome picture, postcard, beautiful day to be alive and well here on the river. And I thought I saw, which is going to be a really good sign for Ole Miss tomorrow, I thought I saw something floating down the river earlier, and I heard a noise. Did you see the crew team out there with I the did. coach screaming at I them? I did. I don't know who the lady was in the boat, but she was screaming at some people now. She was getting on some folks, Bean Star. Yeah, there was one group that was so far out in front of the others, I don't know if they were trying to get away from her or they were just I would have been. heads and shoulders. She was, she was hard coaching them now. Yes. Bean, it's been a rough week, man. Oh, man. You know, I... I I thought you were going to wring my neck today after what I said Monday. Absolutely not, Tony. You called me what day? You called me Wednesday on 
TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. And you said, Tony, what you said on Monday's show was inappropriate. And what did I say to that, you know? You said that that was correct. Yes. Uh, but I, I've learned not to die on hills, Bino. When you're wrong, when you have something come out of your mouth that you don't want to come out of your mouth, Bino, you don't die on hills. It, it, look, it's one thing to be wrong. As a great coach said one time and a smart, smart man once said, it's one thing to be wrong. Don't stay wrong. Pretty good saying. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be wrong. Don't dig in your heels. Here, here's where I'm coming at, coming from with Josh Heupel with my commentary Monday, regarding Tennessee's offensive line. I so want him to be Rick Barnes, coach for life. BFL. I just want it to happen for him. I love the guy. And Saturday's result, quite frankly, kind of sort of scared me a little bit. It spooked me a little bit. And I overreacted on Monday, Bino. The words came out of my mouth. And I, I, I'm asking you to forgive me, man to man here. Face to face, man to man. Person to person, mile after mile. Uh, it was over for me five minutes after it happened, Tony. I, Not I, me. I, would, I was pissed at you, and you snapped at me. I would have never. Uh, I would have never made a second call about it had it not come up again, and kind of. It's not my style. <laughs> I mean, it, not that you brought it up again. I know somebody it was, brought it up. That's right. It was. It was brought up again, uh, and it was brought up out of context, which people are going to take something like that. What I said on Monday, and I'm not going to ever say this again, was they better get some linemen in the portal or this guy's going to be, after 2025, hunting a job. I shouldn't have said that. But I was acting in anger and frustration. And, and said your fears out loud. And said my fears out and loud. That, that's, and that's, that's right. That's okay. That, that, it's just, no, it's not it, okay. It, it's just that. Uh, it's, not, it's not necessary. You know, that, that's, that's just such a raw spot with all of us because uh. none of us. None of us want to go there. No, and and I I do believe I I do believe that we finally got a competent adult uh, leading the program. Uh, he's the first one in forever that I've had any true faith in. I love this I, guy. I've had hopes and dreams and yep. with some other guys, but he's the first one I've really had any faith in, and and I I believe he'll fix those things. I really do. Sabino, Jeff, and myself are in the house today. Come on down with us, eat some lunch, talk some sports. Calhoun's on the river where we be. If you're in for the game, get on down and see us. We're down here till whenever this afternoon. Then winners, uh, winners and losers presented by our friends at Miller Lake will come your way. I, I want to remind you, it's an incredible, incredible weekend of college football. In fact, we're going to bring Mike Huguenin in here next to talk about it. His thoughts on just was a devastating week for Tennessee. What's it mean for Florida? What's it mean for the Vols? I'm not sure what that game means for Florida, Bino. I'm not sure if Florida's in any better shape. You and I have a mutual friend who's like a gnat at times like this. No offense to him, but he's been flying around me all week like a gnat, Bino. 
And he keeps saying to me, why won't your fans say Florida's a better team? I don't know that Florida's a better football team than Tennessee, Bino. Do you? Uh, no, I know, you? That, I know that they were a better football team that night. He goes, uh, why won't they say they're a better team, uh, Tony? Why won't they say? I don't know. Quit flying around my head. I didn't do it. I, I'll tell you this. Like a gnat. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised in a couple of weeks if they go right up there to Lexington and get popped. Thank you. And then what's he going to say? Because the Lexington, I mean, that Florida series has become for them – I mean, the Kentucky series has become for them what uh, the Florida what, series is for us. And it's what we should be to them. Yes. We should be beating them four or five times a uh, every ten years like Kentucky is right now. Yeah. Which really makes no sense. No. But that's the nature of this thing we call major college sports. Because the, the reason why so many people watch it, the reason why the numbers are growing the way they are with it, is – there's an air of unpredictability to it. And just when you think you have it figured out, it changes the questions. Yes. And look, there is a decent chance, I don't know how good the chance is, but a decent chance that tomorrow when night falls, Alabama, there's a one in three chance probably, Alabama has two losses, and we're not even out of September yet. Now, if that doesn't renew my hope in humanity, Life, being in this time and space continuum, what does? The fact that Alabama could have two losses. You talk about something to put a smile on your face during a sunny day. Yeah. A beautiful East Tennessee sunny day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we're going to come back. Mike Hugan will make you smile. i got to get a rancid out of him. What's his other word he uses? Rancid in. Uh, There's another one. Rancid and horrendous. Yeah. Brownie boy was comes through with this. Brief time out. We continue with more. It is your TV show live on a Friday. Calhoun's on the river. Come out, eat some lunch, talk some sports. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie. And you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. 
Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. I've got our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. I know it's uh, another week. You got some more great bargains for us, so let's hear what you got. All righty. Well, this week we have ribeye steak, six ninety nine a pound. Jumbo russet potato, eight pound bags, four ninety nine each. Green cabbage, forty nine cents a pound. Crystal geyser, thirty two pack water, three for twelve. And Coca Cola, twelve pack, five ninety nine. And uh, these sales run through what next Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, next Tuesday. All right, fantastic. And as always, you guys are open seven days a week, and you're open 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there by where the post office is. So if anybody's out there looking for some great deals, I'll tell you, check out Foodland. You cannot go wrong. Miles, as always, thank you very much. We appreciate you talking to us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson. We just got done talking to Go check them out at Foodland. They got some fantastic deals. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. It's pretty wild, that Twitter Spaces thing. Like, people could hear us talking during the break. And uh, funny thing, last week we honored Dewey Warren on his birthday. Titans Bill called me in the morning, told me it was... Dewey's birthday, and, you know, I had no reason to doubt him. I mean, he's Titans Bill. He's a font of knowledge, as we all know. And, um, and then I got, a, uh, I got a text from one of Dewey's friends who said, Tony, it wasn't his birthday <laughs> last week. So. But we took scores on here for his birthday. So, <laughs> Vol legend Dewey Warren, the Swamp Rat. So, we celebrated. I guess he's going to have a birthday at some point. So... 
Now, sometimes Titan Bill's just a few days off on birthdays and deaths. Well, he had Ric Flair. He struggles with those. He's had Ric Flair. Ric Flair passed away like four years ago, Tom. He yeah. called in and broke that news. So, I don't know. Let's bring Mike Huguenin in here. Uh, our Friday date, setting up the college football card. Uh, Hugie, I'm not even going to ask you because this week, by any measure, as we're live at Calhoun's on the River, is an A++ Plus college football card. There's got to be 20 good games this weekend, man. Yeah, this is, if it's not the best weekend of the season, it's one of the two best. Um, I mean, I was, if you were going to ask me, I would have said A+. Plus. So we're attuned there. But, yeah, I mean, starting at noon uh, and then going all the way through, even to the, the 1030 uh, Pac-12 after dark games, um, there's two of them one involving USC, one involving Washington, so you can watch the two best quarterbacks in the country uh, on, on different channels at the same time. But this is, yeah, this is a phenomenal Saturday. And I'll be honest, if Florida State wins at Clemson, uh, I think you can go ahead and put FSU down in pen as a SEC title game participant. Bow your heaven, you say his name. Great Mike Hugan and joining us. When's the last time somebody – well, I had my winners and losers guys last night presented by Miller Lite, we, and that come, comes up after we're done. One of them told me Clemson hasn't been an underdog on their home field in over a decade. Whoa. That's a long time, buddy boy. And they're yeah, a dog tomorrow on their home field. Now, it's a couple points, but they're a dog nonetheless. Yeah, I think it's two and a half. Um, but this uh, – yeah, I mean, Florida State last week played really bad football for two quarters really yep. bad, and still won. So the last couple of years they would have lost that game. This is a really good team uh, with a really powerful offense. You wonder about their defense. The flip side, you look at Clemson, I think Klubnik's doing some good things. they got good running backs. But, man, their receiving core, I, I, it's mind-blowing how Clemson's receivers – are this pedestrian. They look like group of uh, group of five team receivers. Um, their defense is better than Florida State's, but I'm not sure it's going to matter. Uh, Clemson has to have a gigantic game on the ground or they're, they're not going to win because their passing attack is not good enough to win a game like this. Hey, Mike, I believe there are five games versus uh, uh, between uh, uh, ranked teams, which is unbelievable. That's a, that's a huge number. Um, to tomorrow, um, I know there must see TV, but tomorrow do we find out that uh, Colorado is a contender or a pretender? I, I think it's pretender because their defense. I think they're going to score points on Oregon, uh, but I think Oregon, after if I'm Bo Nix and I've watched uh, game film from the first three games of Colorado's defense, I'm thinking I want that game played right this second. Because, I mean, Colorado State quarterback last week making his first career start through for Colorado State's quarterback, I think, through for like 360 or 340. It was, I mean, they had no problems moving the ball on Colorado. Travis Hunter being out really hurts Colorado, uh, especially as, as a cornerback. Yeah, I think Oregon scores a heck of a lot of points. But I also think Colorado is going to put up points because I'm not a huge believer in Oregon's defense. But uh, I think it will be a highly entertaining game. Uh, I think uh, Oregon could get into the 50s, but I think Colorado could get into the 40s. Um, 
yeah, I think the spread's 21. That's way too much, I think. But the over, I'd bet the over all day. The great Mike Hugan and joining us. You know, I got to ask, I'd be remiss here, right? That result last night in Gaines, uh, last week in Gainesville was like shocking, okay? Like shocking. Let me I ask think you the this. one it, big takeaway go, I had go ahead. Go Tennessee ahead. started 17 seniors, Florida yep. played three total. So this is a very young Florida team. It's obviously well, not that was fully uplifting. formed. They got a ways to go, but um, that the defensive coordinator Austin Armstrong has made a gigantic difference. And Graham Mertz is not nearly as bad as people thought he would be. I think Graham Mertz is an example um, to a much lesser extent than Henning Hooker, but still an example of when you leave a team that has no idea how to play yep. offense, Hooker left Virginia Tech, Mertz left Wisconsin, you can get to a better place with coaches who do understand offense. And I'm not, you know, Napier is not the offensive mind that Heupel is, but Napier's, you know, he's got Mertz in the shotgun, he's got Mertz doing some good stuff. Um, yeah, Florida is not fully formed, but that was a gigantic win for Florida. You know, we had the great John Adams in uh, with us on Thursday, and one of the things we talked about with John was, and I'm going to throw it at you guys, is the transfer portal, you can argue either way, whether it's good or bad for the college game, but it's here. The one way I would argue that it's good for the college game is the way it's dispersed quarterbacks around giving them more avenues. Look, when you sign out of high school, you don't know what you're getting, uh, either as a program or as a player. When you find that second fit, you can find something that makes more sense for your skill set, and you can also change the narrative on yourself. Now, Hendon Hooker didn't realize when he went to Tennessee that I mean, he, he, he signed with old Skullcan himself. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, he had no idea that he was going to end up in a futuristic space-age offense, and it worked perfectly for him. Graham Mertz, on the other hand, uh, had a chance to hit the reset button. Bino, the transfer portal, then I'm going to ask you, Hugie, good thing or bad thing for college football? What do you think? Uh, I think it's a good thing for college football players, Tony. Uh, I think it gives them an opportunity to, you know, if they made a poor decision at 17, 18 years old, they have an opportunity to change that. Yep. Also, they have an opportunity to find their correct level, yep. whether it's moving up or whether it's moving down. Yep. Uh, so I do think it's good for college football players. We'll see what it is for college football. Uh, I, personally, uh, I think that it's going to disperse talent more evenly uh, than what we've seen in the past. Rather than someone sitting behind a good player sitting on Georgia's roster, yep. not playing any minutes, yep. they can be helping some other team. Somebody was pointing out to me, um, Hughie, when this came up, that recently in the media, uh, that uh, Kirby Smart has said at Georgia that he's noticed that other teams, when his third and fourth team's out there working out when they go into various venues... They've got eyes on his players. They're literally scouting those guys, writing things down, taking film, however you want to put that. And I don't know whether he's, you know, whistling into the wind or he's telling the truth. I mean, it would, to me, it'd be smart. I would take most programs in this country would take Georgia sloppy seconds right now. Most programs would. Good thing or a bad thing, Hughie? What do you think? 
Oh, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, it may, does it make coaches' jobs harder? Yeah. But these dudes are paid five, six, seven, eight, even nine million bucks a year to, to deal with it, and they can. Um, and, you know, again, I think people fixate on football and basketball transfers. And understandable because those are the sports that are most in the spotlight. But, you know, if, if you're a track coach, or a golf coach, a tennis coach, a volleyball coach, a soccer coach, you're used to this because only in five sports were players not allowed to transfer with immediate eligibility. A couple of years ago, Oklahoma won the Women's College World Series. I think it was the first one in their current string. Their ace had transferred to the school in January, and the coaches adapted. So some of these coaches whining and moaning, oh, this makes it so hard for me. Too bad. Uh, go, go talk to your soccer coach or your tennis coach who put up with this kind of stuff. And a perfect example of a coach who has embraced the portal and one who hates it is the Florida State Clemson game. If you're Clemson, why did you not go to the portal and bring in two or three wide receivers? Then you look at FSU where more than half the starting lineup is transfers. So, um, you know, Dabo doesn't like NIL. He doesn't like transfer portal. Well, you know, this ain't 1986 when you played, Dabo. It's 2023. you got to adjust. And I think if I'm a Clemson fan and Clemson goes like 8-4 and four this year, which if they lose tomorrow is a possibility, I'd be like, you know, Dabo, you need to get on the stick here, buddy, or we're going to be relegated to a second-tier ACC program. But, no, I think the transfer portal is a really good thing for players. Um, you know, regular, quote-unquote, regular students can go to four schools in four years if they want. And so why have we always wow. held football and basketball players, especially to a different standard? And that standard now is has gone away, and it irritates fans. Eh, so what? Hey, I pulled you. I, I pulled you off the topic at hand. Your favorite game of the weekend, Mike Hugan, and um, I, I think it is Colorado Oregon. I'm fascinated by that game. Uh, FSU, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, uh, and also. If you're an SEC fan, to me, Ole Miss Alabama is must-watch TV. Alabama conceivably could have two losses by September 24th. That's I think the last time that happened was 2002. I want to say when the immortal Mike Shula was prowling the sideline. Wow! You know when you said that, that Louis Armstrong tune, "Wonderful World," came to mind. Alabama could have two losses by the end of September, Bino, and I say to myself, what a, what a wonderful world, Bino. Um, Bino, your favorite game of the weekend, uh, what is it's, it? It's Ole Miss, Alabama, Tony. Obviously, with my southern roots, I'm going to pick that one. Um, but uh, Florida State-Clemson is going to be a great uh, game. Uh, and if you like to hate watch, I can't imagine oh, a better matchup. Ohio State-Notre Dame, yeah. Ohio State-Notre Dame, because one of them is going to get beat. Hughie <laughs> No, Notre Dame has always been the either-or school for my entire life, it seems like. Either you love the Irish yep. or yep. you intensely hate them, and there ain't much middle ground there. And I think Ohio State has sort of become that program as well. I think Alabama is the, is the third one. I don't think anybody is like on the fence about Alabama, just like nobody's on the fence with Ohio State. So 
It is. I, I, I think there will be some people tuning in to watch Ohio State Notre Dame to hopefully see like a three to nothing final score in overtime uh, after one overtime, and both schools fall out of the top twenty-five forever. Um, which obviously is not going to happen. But that so is great. that is a, that is an interesting <laughs> game, no question, because of the the hate aspect. Yugi, how do you describe? Because I. I thought we've seen everything, right, till this Colorado thing popped up. How do you describe a team that last week is playing one of the worst teams in major college football? Game starts at 10 o'clock at night, Eastern time. Game goes till like 1.45 in the morning, and when it went off the air, the game had 8.2 million yeah. people watching it. How and by the way, it was an incredible game. But what is going on with phenomena? Would you please well, you know, tell me what's going on it, here? It, it is a phenomena, and you know, Deion Sanders was on sixty minutes last Saturday, uh, last Sunday. I mean, that sort of gives you an idea that the you know uh, an extremely white bread mainstream TV show had a segment on Deion Sanders. So. Um, even if you're a casual college football fan or don't like college football, you still know what's happening at Colorado. Um, and, you know, they were, they were by far the worst Power Five program last year in the country. I mean, they were 65th, and everybody else was about 100 miles ahead of them in terms of Power Five programs. What he, what Dion, love him or hate him, that's another guy who does, there's not much gray area around Dion. No, no. He, he, Let's his coach's coach. The one thing, you know, they always show him on the sideline. He is so incredibly stoic almost the entire time they show yep. him. And the only yep. time he's not, like his corner got beat on an inside move, and you saw him on the sideline, and you saw him showing the guy footwork. So he, he lets Sean Lewis call the offense. He lets uh, the, um, Charles Kelly call the defense. And Sean Lewis is awesome. And if you're... You know, you've heard of Sean Lewis. Most casual college football fans had no idea who Sean Lewis was when he was at Kent State. But if you watch Kent State, you saw an offense that, was, oh my God, I've never seen that play before. So he, he, he's a phenomenal offensive mind. Dion gets out of the way. He's a CEO in some respects. He also is the figurehead and takes all the slings and arrows. So you know, you're not criticizing his players. You're criticizing Dion, and I think players appreciate that. But the idea that he has totally remade his roster, you, you have to give him credit for this team being as cohesive as they are. I, I think they're going to be 3-2 and because they got Oregon and then USC. And, heck, maybe they finish 7-5 or 6-6. Six and six. But the if you watched this team play last year, the idea that a coach can come in and take him to a bowl game this year is mind-blowing. So he deserves a ton of credit. Um, he's saying, you know, we're, we're getting all sorts of phone calls and recruiting. Well, let's see if that's indeed the case. But he obviously knows how to work the transfer portal. Um, it, it's an incredible story. I, I heard one NFL guy uh, on Sunday, I forget what game. Maybe it was the Bucks game because I was watching the Bucks yep. say Colorado is not the best story in college football. They're the best story in football. And in, in a way, they're right. I mean, it's like. You can't turn your eyes away. You want to see Colorado now. And I think Saturday's game against Oregon, um, 
you got Ole Miss, Alabama playing, but I'm betting Colorado, Oregon gets better TV rates. And see, that's crazy, right? Like last week, they destroyed the SEC game that was on CBS. Doubled the number. Well, that was Georgia, on ESPN. South Carolina. Oh, well, I mean, it's still a game, though. I mean, Georgia, South Carolina, they Well, that was a good game. For them. I think people tune in expecting to see Georgia blow their doors off. Hey. Georgia, my goodness, Georgia looked bad in the first hey. half. So. Hey, Hughie, by the way, South Carolina is in here next week. Spencer Rattler, if there's been a guy that's rehabbed himself any better than him, show him to me. Because when he came out of uh, Oklahoma, the thought on him was kind of a petulant, immature guy, sort of lost his job. They couldn't wait for him to get out of there. Whether, whatever, whether that's real or not or right, I have no idea. Last year he went there and behaved. This year he's playing behind nothing. I mean, oh, he's my got, God, that offensive line. He's, he's running for his life. He was inc- ding, 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 ding. One horrendous. A hey, hey, Hughie, I'll tell you this. And his skill position players around them, they're kind of rant. What are yeah, they rant? Uh, Antoine Wells is being hurt is a problem, but their running game is non-existent. And you're right. He, he, and Spin Rattler, you know what was that 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 uh, QB one? He came across yeah. as a petulant. Punk on TV. That's good series. When he was in the high school in Phoenix. But if you watch him play now, he right, he gets pounded on every play, gets up, wipes himself off, and then goes back and drops back and throws another good pass. He is extremely sharp this year, and you wonder if they had an offensive line, how good he would be. They're dangerous because of Rattler, and I'll be honest, I never thought I'd be able to say that. Because you know, the Spencer Rattler and a half, failed at well, Oklahoma yeah, in the yeah. most quarterback-friendly offense in America. Hey, the number's four and a half tomorrow. Here's my question for you. Do they, do they come in here with some momentum next week? Do they beat Mississippi State tomorrow, in your opinion? What do you think happens there? I think South Carolina beats Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State offensively, I mean, LSU last week just eviscerated them. And Will Rogers looks totally lost in that new offense. I get the fact that they wanted to move away from the, the air raid with Leach, the, the Leach offense, rather. I think they've gone a little bit too far trying to get away from it. Will Rogers, you know, for a guy who started seemingly since Dak Prescott left, he looks totally lost in the new Mississippi State offense. I don't know. I don't think they know what they want to be. So I think Mississippi State. Loses to South Carolina. I think South Carolina does come in with some momentum. But I don't. Any team with a legitimate defensive line that is drawing breath should be able to pressure Rattler on almost every drop back because that offensive line is just horrendous. Mike, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase what was once on a marquee here about a former rider here for the New Sentinel. Uh, Will Rogers never met Zach Arnett. <laughs> yeah, when Zach Arnett was the defensive coordinator, my assumption was Will Rogers was fine because Will Arnett, uh, Mike Will Arnett, Arnett's defense got the ball back to him. But now that's just a, a, a team that's lost, especially on the offensive side of the ball, which in turn puts more pressure on the defense because the offense can't stay on the field. Again, you know, Will Rogers was a really good quarterback last year, really high level. And this year he looks, like I said, he this looks like Vanderbilt's offense. 
America in 1976 when they were when Vanderbilt couldn't score a point against anybody. It seemed like, but I mean, this is they are really really bad offensively this year. And uh, again, I think Kevin Barbe, the new OC who came in from App State, um, I'm sure it was because of what Arnett wanted. But I think they've gone way too far afield from the, the air raid. Hey, we're back to this, man. We are back to fit quarterback yes. and fit and fit and quarterback. And Hughie, on the way out, give me a West Coast game tomorrow night, a late night game while I'm up doing Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction. Maybe something off the beaten path. You're pretty good at this, man. You, you know more about this stuff. You're look, listen. I, I mean this with all due respect to you. You're a degenerate's degenerate when yeah. it comes to major college football. <laughs> no offense to you. So. Go into the deep recesses of your degenerate mind and give me a late-night game tomorrow I can look at. Well, I mean, I think everybody knows I'm a huge Washington fan because I'm a huge Michael Penix fan. And USC's playing Arizona State uh, at 1030, and Washington's playing Cal at 1030. Well, Arizona State's down to, like, its four-string walk-on quarterback, so that's not even going to be a game. So watch Michael Penix and watch how that ball comes off his left hand, and it's a laser, and it's... They, they, Washington is so much fun to watch because they throw the deep ball. They throw the deep ball. They throw the deep ball all the time. They got two excellent receivers, uh, two 1,000 yard guys from last year. They're throwing to their tight end this year. I think that's the best team in the Pac 12. Um, and Cal, uh, Cal plays okay defense. They're not going to be able to hold up. But the best. Outside of Colorado, Oregon, the best Pac-12 game tomorrow was Oregon State, Washington State, but that's at seven o'clock. But I mean, it's sort of like the the Pac-2 title game. Um, two extremely well coached teams. Uh, DJ Uyunglele has transferred and is playing really good football, which shows Oregon State has a modern offense. Yep. Clemson, while Uyunglele was there, did not. So that's a good game, but I I, I love Michael Penix, um, and I, Washington to me is the most enjoyable team to watch of anybody in the country. Hey, Hughie Bear, much love to you, brother. Enjoy your college football weekend. You're the, you're the greatest, man. All right, talk to you next week. Thanks, man. Thank you. And Bino, when I use the term degenerate for him, I use that. Oh, it's as a term, a term of endearment. endearment cause yeah. I love the guy, man. Oh, he's he's terrific. I mean, he's still stale. And, you know, when you when you love somebody, you can call them a degenerate, and they take it the right way, you know? Yeah, as long as they love you back. Interesting. He did give us a rancid. Yes, and a horrendous. And a horrendous. <laughs> you, did, you did well, Tony. I know you could do it. Do we want South Carolina losing tomorrow, coming in here kind of wounded, or do we want them winning tomorrow? What's our... Uh, I always find that kind of an interesting conversation yeah. coming into the coming into the weekend next weekend since all politics are local, you know. And I, I'm, you know, I'm never sure it matters because I think this is always college football has always been a, a race to slate, different week next week type of game. Yeah. So I'm not sure it matters if we're not ready to play South Carolina after what happened last year, regardless of what happens to them tomorrow. Uh, we we need to check our vital signs. You peek at the game, Bino? Hmm? Do you peek at that game, the South Carolina game tomorrow, to get a feel for it? Will you watch it? 
Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's it'll be on my radar too. Yeah. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. So if you have any thoughts on our conversation with Huguenin, the weekend that's going to be, you know, it's almost like Colorado has a, that Notre Dame effect right now. A lot of people are watching them, hate watching them as well. I think there's that. There's that polarizing thing to them. There's also that deal that we love in our country, which is when something becomes a spectacle. Yeah. It's almost like reality television, yeah. what they've become. Something new, something flashy. Yeah. Uh, something outside the box. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really think there are more people watching them because of that. I do think there's, I, I do think there are those who are watching it hoping Dion falls flat on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like, if you're a wrestling promoter, you couldn't have scripted this any better. They're, they're off to a three and zero start, and he's kind of like, and he doesn't mind it, right? He's like playing the bad guy for some yeah. people. And for some people, he's the he's the baby face. But tomorrow, they're going to get in the ring, and half the country is expecting him to win, and half the country is expecting that guy to get hit with the boot, the brass knuckles, yeah. and get pinned in the middle of the squared circle. Yeah. So tomorrow's like the blow-off match. I, you know, a, a mutual friend and I had a conversation. He yeah. asked me what, and he comes from the coaching standpoint, and I come from the fan standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I like what Dion's doing because I'm a spectator of the sport. Anything that makes the sport more interesting yep. is good by me. Yep. Uh, if you were a coach, though, I, I doubt there. I'd say there are very few coaches out there that are pulling for Dion Sanders. One, he said, Johnny come lately that shows up, and all of a sudden he's got all of this attention. Yes. You know, and he's doing it in a different way than most of them do it in in uh, so. I, I think most coaches are probably looking at him saying, I hope that guy falls off the face of the earth. <laughs> you, you know, though, until you dig a little deeper, right, and then you realize that when he's at press conferences, he's always talking about his coordinators. Oh, yeah. This week he went out of his way to let the kid off the hook that took the shot on the Hunter kid. Look, that's a chippy football game. Oh, and he hammered that kid after the whistle. Yeah. There's no doubt. I'm not saying he was trying to hurt him, but everybody gets kind of swept up in the moment and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the more hard-hitting, brutal. That looked like something the old Oakland Raiders back in the day. Yeah. I mean, it was just. Yeah, it was. It was a street fight, man. And so, and so the other thing is, from a coaching perspective, to me, the smart coaches, the guys that respect coaches, go out of their way to get great coordinators, great coaches, and let them coach. And so from that perspective, Nick Saban said something interesting this week about Dion. Now Nick Saban and him are business partners with that Aflac stuff. And, you know, he kind of almost makes Saban look human. Like, in a couple of those commercials, Saban almost smiles. I mean, to my Alabama fans listening, I, mean, I hate to admit this, he almost looks like he's got flesh and blood and he's not a cyborg. Almost. But 
Saban said about him, he said, look, his teams play smart. They play discipline. They play with composure. They're, they're, they play pretty cleanly. He said, this guy's a pretty good football. He said, lost in all this in that package is that they're pretty well coached. Yeah. But I get what you're saying, which is this son of a gun three years ago wasn't even a coach. He's traded on his name. He flushed all his players. He's gotten all these other players. And what's complicated about it for me is a lot of that's true. However, he reminds me of Harbaugh. He yeah. started in high school ball Absolutely. for a couple years. I agree. Went to a smaller college for a couple years, sort of worked his way up, and then got this opportunity at a spot where nobody wanted that job. No, That thing is a great – that is a terrible Division One football, but a, a program between leagues, yeah. you know, a, a team kind of – tucking its tail and going back to the league where they were from. I mean, there's just so much about it. And, you know, they're the story of... Now, now tomorrow, they're going to get the air let... We got the air let out of us last week. Not a good feeling. They're getting ready to get the air let out of them tomorrow. Right? Yes. I mean, I hope. If... But... But... but, uh, They they don't have to win the football game. I mean, they're 20-and-a-half point underdogs. You're right. If they're in the football game, oh my gosh, man! Uh, then Wait, here's the I, thing. that's a win for them, in my opinion. And here's the thing, right? Let's say, okay, for the sake of the conversation, and we'll go to the phones at eight six five two hundred five four zero two. The number he, here's Greg Sankey's worst nightmare. Okay, tomorrow, Alabama, the signature program in this league, is playing Ole Miss. Uh, in a very attractive game. You know, Lane Kiffin has this kind of boy band thing about him. His reputation doesn't follow his accomplishments as a head coach. It just doesn't. But ordinarily on a football Saturday, that's a game that draws a huge number on CBS, a huge number. Going head-to-head with it tomorrow, though, let's say that game, let's say your scenario plays out and it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter. I bet you that Colorado game doubles Alabama's numbers tomorrow. Doubles, Bino. I'm talking like doubles. Yeah. Well, and Sankey and these people are going to have to deal with that. That's nobody thought that was even possible. I, I, I think everyone, everyone except for those of us in the southeast, have been waiting on an opportunity to turn their back on this product, and. This year, the league has given them that opportunity. You know, rather than yeah. hate watching, yep, they can turn their attention to something else, and they're going to. Yeah, because there's not a lot that's compelling in this league right now, which is really – now, look, I love it. You love it. I love the tradition, the history, the fan bases, the passion. But, man, the quarterback play right now, you could almost make the case that the best quarterback is the kid that's playing. See you, Chuck. Good seeing you. The kid that's playing at South Carolina, who literally is like the kid in the backyard. When you used to rush him, you count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and you're just like in his face. Yeah. This guy has zero time to think. 
and he's probably the best quarterback in the league right now. We were really compelling last year. We rolled out on the field, yeah. put 50 points on you, mm-hmm. got tremendous TV ratings, and we're kind of slogging. We're like the rest of this league right now, Bino. We're kind of slogging around. Yeah. Yeah, we're not we must-watch TV right now. No. No. We're hard for us to watch, the fans, let alone if I'm, you know. And I don't think it stays that way. I think Heupel's era... By and large, is always going to be a great television product. This is a tweener year for us. Yeah, I, I, I do believe that this is an anomaly offensively for him. Yeah. Really, the first time that he's – I think this is the first time that he's kind of been forced to take a step back. And we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how he fixes yeah. it. But I believe he'll fix it. Put up huge numbers at Oklahoma. Uh, Missouri. And then, and then toyed around with what he did. Tweaked his deal a little bit, put up tremendous numbers at Missouri, went down to uh, Florida, uh, won that mythical national championship down there when they won all their games. Hey, I don't blame them. I'd have printed a T-shirt, too, and given out rings. Why not? Put out, put up video game numbers there the next two years. One year, they played about five quarterbacks and just kept putting up video game numbers. Came here and did something we didn't think was possible yeah and this year is a step back but i'm not going to overreact to it the way i did after the florida game which it's my right to overreact because it's my nature because i'm a psycho and I, I i will wear that proudly but i'm i'm a borderline nut job we're going to come back on the other side upon our continuance we'll get your calls in we're going to celebrate continue to celebrate birthdays happy birthday to dewey warren one more time as we take a brief time out and come back with more right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. 
Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. TheWellOutreach.org thewelloutreach.org Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car-10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. You know, I have zero feel as we welcome you back. We're live today, Calhoun's on the river where we be on what is a glorious Friday. I can honestly tell you I have zero feel for tomorrow's football game. In light of last week, I only kind of do this for a living. Yeah. And, um... I, I tell you this, if I was to open up my Zen app and play for money tomorrow, I'm not sure I'm touching Tennessee's game. I, 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 I didn't feel this way until today, yep. uh, but I, I just really believe that the way that I felt all week, I, I think Tennessee's roster and coaching staff has felt the exact same way, yeah. and I I think, again, I think UTSA showed up the wrong place at the wrong time. I, I think Tennessee may rock their world I in hope, It's I, I, I don't know if we're capable. I hope you're right. If 
We'll find out tomorrow if we're even capable of doing that or not. And that's a problem, right? Yeah. Because I don't know that Tennessee right now, they haven't shown me they're capable of that this year. Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of like this. When you're playing yourself on offense, which is what they're doing, that's what they've been doing all year. It's like, you know, people want to say, well, what happened if Florida's not real? Okay, well, was that what happened in Nashville real? That was real. Was what happened against um, APSU real? I didn't think it was at the time. I know. Uh, but it's weird, the, man. The, the, the Florida performance obviously gives me some fear that yeah. it was. I, I, I just I don't believe that. I look at Tennessee tomorrow the same way that I looked at Florida coming off of the game at Utah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't believe we would see a Florida team uh, that just shot itself in the foot with just about every possession. You called that. And that's what Tennessee did. We helped them a whole lot uh, by starting behind the sticks. And, and I, I, I just don't think that that's the type of of thing we're going to see happen in Neyland Stadium tomorrow. We were so purposeful last year in everything we did, and that's what was so lacking and shocking about the Florida result. And I think the focus will be totally different versus UTSA than it was against Austin Peay. I'll tell you this, though. If ever people doubted the bandwagon effect – there is a tremendous amount of people in town for this game. There is a tremendous amount of people that are out here right now, uh, Living Vol fans. So if this is any indication, nobody's off that wagon, Bino. Oh, no. Which, that's not how our fans are anyway. No. But I still believe better days are ahead, no doubt about it. So let's go to the phones. And if you want to get in, 865-200-5402 is the number. And um, let's get Ja'Kai in here. Ja'Kai, welcome in. Hey, how you doing, Tony? Hey, Ja'Kai, appreciate you calling. Yeah, man, I was just talk- I was just listening to you talk about Colorado, man. I just want I mean, it's not my question, but it's kind of hypothetical, man. Would you? What do you think the uh, ratings would be if uh, last year's Tennessee team played this year's Colorado team? Oh, I don't know if there's a number that high, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you talk about two incredibly fun to watch. See, that's the thing about Colorado. Even the Dion haters have to say, man, I tune them in. They are incredibly fun to watch. Bino, that football game last week, if you play that thing last year without him, Colorado State and Colorado, oh. and and there's not nearly the intensity in that game. No. There's not nearly the drama. There's not nearly the level of play. Whatever you want to say. This thing this year was one of the all-time street fights. And they're fun to watch. Yes. So you're right, Ja'Kai. But, um, back to my original question, um, I was yeah. thinking about uh, I was thinking about when I guess in the summer and you brought it up you brought it up a few times uh, during the uh, season how you said you didn't really believe that in the Joe Milton hype and how he wasn't a first round pick and all that but I mean I understand where you're coming from now due to his performance but was it really as far fetched as you thought it was because I mean last year they were saying 
Will Levis was a first-round pick as well. And I don't believe him and Joe Milton are that far off, or Anthony Richardson, to be honest with you. I mean, they got the size, they got everything. So was it really as far-fetched as you thought, or? Yeah, or were we those, really, those guys really? those guys could keep starting positions in a major college football deal, and Joe Milton hasn't proven thus far, and his start is uneven. He has not proven that he can keep a starting job. Now, I'll tell you this. An NFL team is either going to draft him in the late rounds or sign him to a free agent deal and give him an opportunity to make a team. And maybe he can do that. You know, he's got tremendous arm talent. Those guys, though, that you talk about were guys that ran with the football, dynamic athletes that weren't afraid to run mm-hmm. with the ball. And he's not, man. He, he's he's a guy, like Matt Dixon says, he likes to run with the ball when he's around the goal line, score a touchdown. I don't see a guy, Bino, that wants to run with the ball. I mean, hey, no offense to him. Go ahead, Bino. He's a reluctant runner. Yeah. And, Bino, you follow the NFL game. Do you, do you see an NFL quarterback with him thus far? Uh, no, I, I I do not, Tony. I, I didn't. I did, you know, I was a huge Will Levis doubter, um, and I, I think Levis's game was much more well-rounded to this point uh, than Joe Miller. Yeah, I mean, we were literally on here laughing about the concept of Levis as a high draft pick last year because he had such a terrible year. But, again, that goes back to terrible offensive line in front of him. Yeah. I mean, this year's Tennessee team's much better than that offensive line that Levis had around them. Levis's off Levis's offensive line was similar to what South Carolina has right now. And he had a cor- he had a coordinator change too right in the middle. And he had of a course, coordinator change. That's so do we. Joe Milton's going through. That. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. And um, also, this is my last question before I get out of here. Um, what do you think the narrative is going to be? I, I don't believe. I believe, like I said, in, in my yeah. in my opinion, even though Tennessee's struggling and everything. This South Carolina game, like Deion never said, it's personal. I think we're going to come out firing all shots and everything. But if we were to lose, what do you think the narrative is going to be? Are we coming for hype or are we coming for the players? Like, what do you think the, the mood around the fan base is going to be if we were to drop that game to South Carolina? Well, Ja'Kai, I think that's a, that's a bridge I'm going to cross when I come to it. But I appreciate your call. Thank you. Here's, here's the thing I say about the South Carolina game. And really, any of these kind of coin flip games – from here on out, and there are a bunch of them now that I didn't think were coin flips at the beginning of the year. I thought this team was kind of tracking for a 9-3 and three season. Yeah. Um, South Carolina, if we're honest with ourselves, all of a sudden's coin flip game, yes? Coin yes. flip for you? Yes. yes. I, I, was, I was convinced uh, before the season started yeah. that uh, we were going to take out all of our wrath on them, that it was going to be a bloodbath, that they wouldn't be able to uh, – uh, to perform uh, on that stage, uh, I'm, I'm no longer convinced of that. I think that that's going to be a, a closely contested football game. Because because I don't know how much offense or how much cohesion or how much team you yeah. have, I, whatever. the. And at some point, when you're as a fan, you got to look at your squad and kind of recalibrate, sort of be honest about it. It's kind of like, you know, these San Antonio uh, fans over here, um, and we welcome them out here at Calhoun's on the River and hope they have a great stay. But the truth is, if they've got Frank Harris tomorrow and they have that Franklin kid that's at Ole Miss right now or a couple of their receivers who are kind of beat up that they don't have, 
they probably have a chance in that game tomorrow. Well, I at think, least to stay in it. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think most everyone thought that this that uh, UTSA was a top twenty-five team yeah. coming into this year. Yes. Um, based on what they were bringing back and how they had performed up to to this point in the last several years, uh, and you know now now that we've seen the recalibration, uh, at this point Tennessee's a, a a lower top twenty-five team. Yeah. If, but if Tennessee's, but both teams are sort of like not where we thought they would be. No, that's at right. This point. That's right. And they're kind of their their club's a little beat up, you know, and that whole thing. Yeah. What will be real interesting to me tomorrow is will Tennessee follow the Army blueprint and try to run it at them, or does Tennessee work on their passing game and try to get the timing out, and the kinks out, and all those things? So we'll go to our phones and get our next call in. And uh, let's get Joshy in the hunting in the mix with us. Joshy, welcome in. Hey, Tony, how are you doing? Hey, Joshy, welcome in, buddy. What's up, Dino? Gee, boy, how are you doing? Good, how are you? We're doing great. Thank you, Josh. Good. Tony, uh, I'm looking at this Florida State and Clemson game, and yeah. it's sitting right now at a two-point what do you think yep. about that game? Does, you it know, my have, winner, uh, does it have the like the make of a close game, or you think Florida State might win by a possession or two? What do you think, Bino? Clemson, Florida State, close game or no? What do you think, Bino? Clemson, Florida State, close game or no? What do you think, buddy? Uh, I think it's going to be a really, really good football game. Uh, Joshy, I'm such a dog player. You give me you give me a team that has not been a dog in a decade, and it's a role reversal. I'm going with them every time. I think Clemson's going to beat Florida State tomorrow. I don't know. I I think it's like the past meeting the present. You've got a coach be, over yep. there that's dug in his heels on yep. this transfer portal, and you've got a team on the other side that won the transfer portal. And so far this year, Josh, the portal teams are the, the, the new school is lapping the old school. And I just have a funny feeling, even though I don't trust that Travis guy, even though they looked asleep last week with Boston College, I have a feeling that Florida State's going to come out and they're going to put it on Clemson tomorrow. And the narrative is going to be either that head coach at Clemson gets in the 2023s or he's going to get run over. I think for the first time, you know, if they lose tomorrow, he's going to get some heat from his fan base yes. who's gotten used to a certain measure. Really interesting matchup. It's really interesting. It's what makes yeah. college football a great game. Tony, uh, did you see that article is- Yesterday, a few days ago, about the Pac-12 and uh, Mountain West possibly maybe merging and maybe going to do like a relegation thing. Yeah, Bino's in favor of that because he's been trying to bring soccer conversation to this show for years and years and years. So, Bino, are you in favor of this relegation concept we're talking about on the left coast? I think that... Relegation thought yeah. is pretty interesting. If you I put know. it in the in the in in col- in the college football, uh, at at the very least, you wouldn't have people mailing it in at the end of the year. Well, that's exactly right. 
And I don't know what the reason would be to mail it in anyway, but to what Josh is talking about is the two teams that are left from the pack, whatever they were, never keep up with the number of teams, but those two teams are talking with the Mountain West about forming a league where, depending on how you perform, you either go up or down and either stay in the big league or the lesser league on the left coast with who's left in the left coast. And why not? I mean, the left coast has always been a little wackier than us. Why not do something like that? I mean, why not? It would, it would at least make us look at it. The other thing that I've always, that I'm going to maintain here is that the T teams, the, the, the clubs, the squads that are going to get left behind in this um, super conference deal ought to form their own division with their own playoff and play for their own championship at the end of the year. I think it would be huge. I think people would look at it. I think their playoff would be a ratings winner on television versus these bowl games that some people look at, some people don't. And, and, I, and, I, and I say this to say, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a talk about taking the teams that don't make the NCAA tournament in basketball and playing a tournament in Vegas, which makes incredible, not the NIT, but an elevated type tournament where it's desirable to go out there and play in it. And I think that's a great idea. Tone, I think uh, if this relegation does work for the Mountain West and Pac-12, if they do it, I think the non-Power 5 should do that too. So you think like like Vandy Joe's on hold, for instance. Would you like okay. to see Vanderbilt get relegated, Joshy boy? Oh, yeah, I would love for them to get relegated. <laughs> How about you, Bino? Would you like to see Vanderbilt get relegated and MTSU join well, our league I, for I, a year? I mean... If you had if you had relegation, then teams that are in the Power Five would at least have to be serious about the sport. Do you find Vanderbilt serious about? No, the, no. I think no, Vanderbilt is taking not. a check. Have you not seen Vanderbilt's new stadium improvements? They've added three exits. <laughs> yep. Tony, uh, out the door. I want to get your you know three keys to victory in honor of Rod. Have a good day. Thank you. Joshie Boy didn't ask for my super dog after I gave him a straight-up winner last week. Joshie Boy does not respect your knowledge of the sport, you know. He's sort of like me over here. We kind of tolerate you at this point. But anyway, three keys to the game in honor of Raja. Oh, goodness. Um... I don't believe UTSA's had a takeaway all year. You absolutely can't let them break through that barrier. Yep. Um, and just play clean. If we play cleanly offensively, yep. I believe we're going to score a, quite a few points against UTSA. Bino, we don't exactly take the ball away either, do we? No. Uh, this year we don't. It's weird. No, last year, last year we were we had a real good plus minus but uh, this year so far we haven't and what's weird about this year's club is we're getting more pressure on quarterback than ever before but it's not resulting in the amount of takeaway numbers you would think it would which is 
a little strange. And Florida last week parlayed their pressure into the biggest turnover of that game. That that yeah. And and look, I'm not a guy who puts that on Milton, but he got hammered on that play. Now some would say he should have recognized it, and it was kind of a you know Garantano kind of hit where he didn't see it. And okay, fine, but. To me, I thought I thought Milton was okay last week. Yeah, I I, I don't lay that loss at Milton's feet at all. I I, I think, I, matter of fact, our problems all year have been more full unit than they've been Milton. Let's get uh, Vandy Joe in the hunt and in the mix with us, and in the mix and in the hunt, Vandy Joe, you just got relegated by Joshy Boy. Welcome in. Hello. How you doing, Hello. brother? Yeah, I'm, welcome I'm in. Sorry, I'm- can you hear That's, me, Tom? Oh, yeah, this is somebody else. Hello, welcome Yeah, in. this is Tennessee Tom. I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally hey. Vandy Joe. What's going on? Tom, you, you guys sound alike. Welcome in. Pino, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with Gaddis? Y'all can't keep him behind a desk back there. Uh, I'll TNT, it's just uh, I, I heard Rain uh, explain, and it's, it's the perfect explanation. They want all the other assistant coaches in his during his suspension to have the exact same roles. Uh, all uh, all Joe Gaddis is going to be doing is being over there, being a kindergarten teacher on the sidelines. I don't think Joe doing that, but you know he's he's pretty aggressive. But anyway, Tony, I'm trying to deal with this uh, 21 year of heartache. I'm still not over it. I'm trying to find ways to enjoy the rest of the season. And it's been this way for the past uh, 10 years with Florida. Uh, you know, is there some kind of exorcism or can whoever made this voodoo doll make it go away? I mean, what other explanation? Have y'all ever seen this in, in your lifetime? My favorite thing about the Florida game is that uh, people say there's, like, pleasure and pain. They've never endured the Florida series. This thing turns friend against friend, uh, talk show partner against talk show partner, uh, family member against family member. I mean, this thing puts you in a horrendous mood. I will be so glad when that Florida game disappears off Tennessee's schedule. And I don't mean that as like a loser. I don't mean that as a I just... First of all, it's not a good trip to make as a fan. It's not a redeeming place to be. Their colors are ugly. Their fans are kind of a white trash. No offense to them. I mean, geez, Louise, give me something redeeming about it. You know, it's it's their their domination of this series is the most bizarre thing. Bizarre in my entire oh. sports fandom. It's dumb. And they're not like Alabama to me. And I know I'm an old man. They're not right. like Alabama to no, me. No, 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 no. This thing was this thing was a must see rivalry for one decade. And after that it's it's been more than anything else, it's it's just been Who's less futile on that day? And what's the point? Yeah, you know, you know, I agree. With, I don't care Alabama, if we ever play them again. When out, with Alabama, when those two teams appear on the field together, that's a beautiful, yeah. aesthetically pleasing football game. When Florida steps on the field with anybody, it looks like an arena football league is game is broken out. Where are the Iowa born, barnstormers when you need them, Bean Star? Yeah. I mean, it's I hideous. I tell you, I was just talking to a guy at work today about that. Like, I just yeah. can't wait till Florida is dropped. And I'm going to take your all's approach. Uh, 
Tony, I heard you a couple callers ago say you didn't want to cross that bridge. Man, I just want to get through tomorrow's game, and I want to see us look better. I'm not down on the high point. I'm not going to be because in my heart of hearts, I think he's the coach. He's our guy for a while. I really do, and I hope for the best on that point. But, I man, I'm just taking it. This Florida game just took a lot of air out of it. That's all I'm saying. And, and you know, I, last year, it was just, I think it was a wonderful season because we finally beat Florida. And it's sad to say, I think, you know, people in our age bracket are a little older. Yeah. You know, Florida ruins it. And it ruins Florida it. ruins it. But you know what? They don't, they don't ruin it. They don't ruin it for me because it's kind of like, I mean, following your team, you know, it's kind of like life. I mean, you can make it what you want to make it. To me, I'm moving on. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to anyway. And you're so used to it by now. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, I compare Florida, the Florida game, to like a reoccurring foot fungus. No offense. It's just not played for the same stakes anymore. It's yeah. just not. So. You know, and it kind of itches and burns, and you go to the store, and you get a little medicine and spray it on there, and Florida fans go away. And, hey, listen, uh, thanks, Tom. Appreciate yeah, you. I, I want to say a, um, I want to give a special shout-out today here, and I want the folks here at Calhoun's on the River to help us. There are a couple folks here today who are parents of one of the players that's out there today. Where did she go, Bino? I, I don't know. We lost our – okay, we'll wait until she comes <laughs> back. We'll wait till she comes back, and then we'll, uh, then we'll do that. Oh, she's over I'm, there. I want to give a round of applause. How do we say y'all's last name? Is it Beatty? Beatty. Uh, let me see the depth chart here. The parents – of a young man playing in the game tomorrow for Texas San Antonio, Walker Beatty, are here today. Uh, y'all stand up. I want. I want. You, I want to give these folks a round of applause and show them an East Tennessee welcome. Where's your Where's your wife? She's right over there. Oh, okay. She's not listening to us. I don't see her. Okay. <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, hey, there they are. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy the game. I hope your son has a great game. Thank Just you. Just don't win. Just don't win. Yeah. Please don't win. Thank you all. Enjoy your time with us. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to come back, 865-200-5402. If you want to join us, you have a thought on tomorrow's game, the college football, the weekend that is, any of the topics that we've been discussing thus far, tremendous fellowship out here on the deck at uh, Calhoun's on the River, as there always is, the college sports restaurant in America's college sports city, simply no better place to experience the game, come before the game, during the game, after the game, on our all-new covered patio, right on the Tennessee River. It is absolutely beautiful here today. It's gorgeous. It's an absolutely gorgeous day. And the truth is, it's the next best thing to being in Neyland Stadium. Surprisingly easy walk from downtown Knoxville when you come and visit. And join us on Wednesdays right here on the deck for Vol Calls. I saw the great Brandon Parks out here last week. And uh, the folks at the Vol Network do a terrific job presenting Vol Calls. Also, your Tony Basilio show on Fridays. It's a beautiful thing. Also, I've had a chance. We're going to be down here in a couple weeks playing live music out here. That is a beautiful thing as well. They've got live music on Fridays and Saturdays. So, don't settle during your next game day weekend. Come to Calhoun's. It's the sports restaurant, America's College Sports City. 
Calhoun's is the Taste of Tennessee, and we return for another award-winning action-packed segment right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-922. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. 
Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about, but the hunger crisis in Southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. Join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed neighbors in need, September 26th and 27th, right here on Front Porch Radio. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. You can also provide hope to the hungry right now at thewelloutreach.org. Save-A-Lot Foods, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save a lot. I've got our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. I know it's uh, another week. You got some more great bargains for us, so let's hear what you got. All righty. Well, this week we have ribeye steak, $6.99 a pound. Jumbo russet potato, eight-pound bags, $4.99 each. Green cabbage, $0.49 cents a pound. Crystal geyser, 32-pack water, three for 12. And Coca-Cola, 12-pack, $5.99. And uh, these sales run through, what, next Tuesday, I believe? Yeah, next Tuesday. All right, fantastic. And as always, you guys are open seven days a week, and you're open 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there by where the post office is. So if anybody's out there looking for some great deals, I'll tell you, check out Foodland. You cannot go wrong. Miles, as always, thank you very much. We appreciate you talking to us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson. We just got done talking to Go check them out at Foodland. They got some fantastic deals. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Just met a gentleman from Charleston with his young family, Bino. That was fun. Absolutely. Put your headphones on, Bino. I hope they're not carrying anything. Those little young carriers. They better hope I'm not. I think I think I'm probably good. That's a pretty good point, Vino. <laughs> they better hope you're not carrying anything. <laughs> Live at Calhoun's where we be. It's an absolutely outstanding day to be alive and well with you. I mean, is this incredible or is this incredible? Let's go back to our phones. I think those kayakers would like it if that lady showed up and started instructing them. Let me get let me <laughs> Hey, hey. That lady that was coaching those uh, those rowers today, I, if she listen, if she was barking at me like that, I turn around with that paddle. Hey, how, how about she shows up and 
helps our secondary. <laughs> let's go back to our phones. And let's get the man, the myth, the legend in here. They call him Mr. Birthday. Yamsy, welcome in. How you doing, Tony? Yamsy, right I'll on cue, what, there's I'll a guy. What, if you're going to rip me. Oh, damn, by the way, how you doing, Beano? Hey, how you doing, Titansville? As he mocks you, Beano. That's all right. We're that's not here right. to rip you, Titansville. It's okay. Hey, Bill, we got a guy out here that's got the oil derrick. He's uh, wearing an old uh, Tennessee oiler. That's a logo, Beano, they should have kept. They should have stayed with that logo. That tent, that uh, Nashville. They should be calling the Nashville Oilers. Is what they should have done. No. Yes, Bill. Should be the Nashville Oilers. That shirt is no. incredible. That guy is on. Yes, Bill. No. Stay with the Tennessee Titans. Oh, okay. Now, fin- finishing, finishing what I was about to say here. To sort of defend myself, I got my information last Friday from another radio icon whose name I will not mention on on your on your show. So here's what happened. Here's what happened last week. We Dewey Warren, the Swamp Rat, used to do a radio show in town. Yes, and it was his custom on Football Fridays to take score predictions. Yes, okay. And I came to Bino and I said, Bino, today's Dewey Warren's birthday. Because Titans Bill called me and told me it was Dewey's birthday. So we decided to honor Dewey all day and wish him a happy birthday and celebrate his birthday with him by taking score predictions the entire day. Yes. I get off the air afterwards. Somebody texted me and said, hey, look, man, I just <laughs> wish Dewey a happy birthday. And today's not his birthday. So you were like erroneous. <laughs> All day today. So, Bill, I want to thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Mr. Birthday. Thanks, Bill. Well, don't, all, hey, don't only just thank me. Thank Phil Williams, because I got I thought, my information from him. I thought his name was going to remain. <laughs> now you're throwing him under the bus. Tats, Bill, I, I, I don't believe they're going to let you... Uh, man the beer stand over here tomorrow. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. No, I don't think so. Okay, I've got predictions I'm lay on. There's a couple of games I'm gonna pred- I'm gonna lay on. I like Kentucky over Vanderbilt by eleven. All right. Kentucky over Vandy by eleven. I'll take that. Okay. Another one. That's I like Michigan. No, that's in Nashville. That's in Nashville. That Kentucky team's not going not going to beat anybody by eleven points. Bino, the way they're playing offensively, wrong, wrong, wrong. You need to stick to the Tennessee Titans, Bill. But continue. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, go- I'm going. Of course, I'm going with Tennessee over UTSA. Uh, uh, by, by, by at least, um, I would say, um, by 14, I All believe, right. I believe the Vols, is, I believe the Vols is going to be going into that game with guns 
blazon. They're going to put last week behind them, and you're going to see a different Tennessee team tomorrow, tomorrow, late tomorrow afternoon than the hey, one Bill? that you saw last last Saturday. Yes. Hey, Bill, winners and losers presented by Miller Lights on the way next. I will tell okay. you this. One of our power plays, one of their power plays, not ours, but one of their power plays is that Titans game with the Browns on Sunday in Cleveland. Bino, that is a really fascinating NFL football game right there for the initiated. Yes. That Cleveland team, it looks like they made a catastrophic mistake with Deshaun Watson. Is it too soon to say that, Bino? Is he still ironing out the kinks? Is that what we're seeing right now? Or is he shot, Bino? I, I, I don't know, but I would be terribly worried if I were them about their investment. That looks like a Yankee signing. Bino, they are, <laughs> they are saying that they wish they had Baker Mayfield back in that market. That's the prevailing sentiment among Cleveland Brown faithful. Why didn't we just keep Baker? You know, Tampa's off to a pretty good start with him at quarterback. Again, you take a quarterback, you give him a new scenery, a new approach, and who knows what you're going to end up with. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Who do you like in that game, the Browns or the uh, Titans? The line's three and a half. Game's in Cleveland. In Cleveland. I, I like the Browns. I tend to differ with you, Bino. The Titans will definitely get it done again. Definitely? Thank you, Mike Keith. <laughs> definitely, yes. Titans. Okay. All right. Billy? I've been known to pick some losers in the NFL, so. Well, look who he's sitting next to. He's been known to pick some losers in life. <laughs> <laughs> Billy on the way Billy on the way out, I thank you and I hope you have a happy birthday. Whenever we celebrate it, thank you, you're out of here. It'll be in late October when we celebrate your birthday, Bill. Late October. Yep. Bino, uh Bill doesn't want Bill wants a birthday in uh November down here. Let's have it in November. Let's celebrate in October, Bino, with your October birthday in late October. What do you say? When's your birthday, Bino? Uh my birthday is the first, Tony. So. Right, so we're talking about late October rolling everybody's birthday into late October. Big spread out here. Titans Bill hung up on me the other day when I suggested, because he has a November birthday, that we do it all in October. He I'm not keen on that, Tony. It's too late for me. Back to the phones we go. Let's get Hoosjaval Ryan in here. Hoosjaval Ryan, welcome in. On this Friday, live at Calhoun's on the River. Hello. What's going on, Tone? How's it going today, man? Hey, Rye. Welcome in, brother. Good to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, so before we get to our game, I was thinking the other night, when was the last time Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State all lost on the same day? And I looked it up, and a quick Google search did not reveal when all three happened, but the last time, Alabama and Ohio State lost on the same day was November 10th of 2007. Illinois beat Ohio State and Mississippi State, I believe that was in Saban's first year, beat Alabama. And on that day, Clemson beat Wake. I'm not sure it's ever happened. 
if it has, it, it's been a long, long time. Uh, what do you think the chances of that, and how much money could you make in Vegas if you took that parlay? They well, well, and two of them were, well, let's see. Ohio State's favored? Yes, three points. So you got two. You got one dog and two faves. You got that's be a heck of a parlay if if you pulled that off. the The third leg of that kicker is going to be that Ole Miss game. Seven points down there. But, you know, it's a shame Ole Miss isn't healthier. You know, I like to tease Lane Kiffin about being boy bandy, and and he is kind of boy bandy. The reputation he has versus what he's done. However. The truth is, if they were healthier, they'd win tomorrow. Now, they might win oh, anyway. They might win anyway. Yeah, they might win anyway. I'll tell you this, Ron. Uh, I say that we celebrate November 10th from this day forward. <laughs> just make like a national holiday. Just a holiday. If those three things happen, if Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson all lose on the same day, oh, that would be a beautiful, a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful. Well, we need we need W or Lynn or someone to call in, but I a quick Google search indicates that it's never happened because it didn't even show up on my Google results. Now the two of the three showed up, but all three didn't even show up. You know, so, so you uh, can you can ask a search engine. I didn't know that. When have so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so lost on the same day? You can do that? This is news no, to no. me now. You, you, can ask a, you can ask a search engine anything. Might not be a good idea, <laughs> but you can. I'm going uh, uh, to unpack Titan's bill with Google later today. Yeah. Um, so as it relates to our game, um, here's what I want to see. The game will take care of itself, and if we lose this, we're in real trouble. But – I want to see a defense flying to the ball and hitting hard, and I want to see an offense be aggressive and everything else take care of itself, and I'll, I'll feel a little better if I see that because you can't let, uh, can't let the Florida mentality continue for the rest of the season. I, I, I didn't think uh, the coaches had a good game plan. and The coach scared, and I think the players played uptight. And we know they're not going to be as good as last year. We can move past that. Right. But let's uh, let's fly around. Let's hit. Let's have some fun and let's let's salvage this thing. It ain't over yet. But uh, salvage. Let's, let's move yeah. forward. Thank yeah. you, brother. I, I I guess I have a different mindset than everybody else. But, you know, people talking about salvaging the season. What were we a playoff? Were we going to win the national championship this year? No. I mean, I mean, this is what are we talking about? I mean, Tony, we we both thought, and most people thought, this was an eight or a nine win football sure. team. Sure, it's still right out there in front of them. Just be as good as this roster can be. That's what we haven't come He's close so to doing yet. Yes, be as good as this roster can be. Hey, and guess what? If these guys win nine games, it's a great season. If these guys win nine games, it's a great football season. What do you mean salvage? I don't. And I love you, Ryan. I'm for you, not against you. But what do you mean salvage? I don't. 
I don't know. To me, when I hear the term salvage, I think of, man, we got to, you know, make something out of this. There's still a ton of great memories, great football, great times to be had. I mean, there's, come on now. Well, this team was never going to go to the play. I mean, this team's, at best, it was a 10-2 and two team, at best. We're, we're going to know ex- exactly, exactly who we are in the next three, in the next sure. three to four weeks. You know, we've I, I got an open date in yeah, there, but yeah, that 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 Texas A&M game looms very large right now. Yeah, this looms very large. Yeah, I, I think South Carolina and A&M back to back are, you know, that's just the mirror on the wall. Yep, you get through that. Yep, you are who you are. Yep. That's right. We'll come back on the other side. I want to hear from you at 865-200-5402. I do want to remind you that my friends over at Zen Sports want to encourage you because it's a huge college football weekend. They are giving away two tickets to tomorrow's game in Neyland Stadium All you got to do is sign up for an account, use the promo code TNTONY. They're going to draw later tonight, early tomorrow morning. And when you sign up, you'll earn 5% cash back on every bet that you place. Now through the first 15 days, no limit on your bonus as you use the promo code TNTONY. And 3% cash back on your bets after that with their loyalty program. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Make the switch today. Your wallet's going to thank you later. Don't fool around with other sports books that offer you all these fake prizes. This is real cash. 800-889-9789. Again, 800-889-9789 if you have a gambling problem. Go and download the uh, in the... Play Store, no, not the Play Store, I'm sorry. Wherever you find uh, for our friends uh, on Apple at that platform where you find your apps, download the app there, or you can go to zensports.com if you're Android like I did and download there. If you have a gambling problem, call 800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. 21 and over in the state of Tennessee to bet again. Sign up today, use the promo code TNTONY, and you will be eligible, eligible, and, and win the, perhaps the two tickets, as one of our listeners did last week. It's pretty incredible. Back to the phones we go. Let's get Larry in here. Who's up next with us? Larry, welcome in. Appreciate you calling. And you're live at Calhoun's on the River for the world. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all have been talking about... Uh, Tennessee needing to be better at the portal, and I, I agree with that. And a couple of thoughts. I wonder if, going forward, they shouldn't be thinking of the quarterback position as always a portal position. Instead of sinking big money into a high school kid who's probably not going to be able to help you for till their sophomore year, Make that a portal guy who's coming in experience and should be able much closer to hitting the ground running, and then use part of that big money you 
you would have to spend on a high school quarterback for linemen on both sides. You know, just it's kind of like the dollar cap and the pros. You can't sink too much money into one position. You're screwed in the other positions. Maybe well, you know, to your, to your point, we were just talking about the Cleveland Browns a second ago. And asset-wise, they went all in on that quarterback thinking we've got a proven one. Um, you know, that is an interesting thought, right? Because going forward, the way you're going to see these programs patch these things together, this year I don't think that applies because Joe Milton is a guy Tennessee thought yeah. coming into the year yeah. was a known quantity. Now, I didn't think he was. So far, he's proven to be kind of kind of what I thought he was. Maybe he gets better from here. I hope he does. We kind of all hope he does. I hope I'm saying, saying I'm wrong at the end of the year. I don't think that would have applied, applied this year. But, Bino, to his point, it does get very interesting going forward in the sport. Yeah, it, it, it does. And it, it, it all depends, Larry, on... If there's a the number of quality quarterbacks that are in that portal, does it continue to stay at the level that we've seen, where where a lot of teams are getting really good quarterbacks out of that, or does it somewhat fall off as it goes along? That, that's, that's right, and that becomes well, what's interesting. What made me start thinking about that was the thought: Would Tennessee be better off this year? I know, just this year. Would they be better off with still having Taven Jackson up there and having more quality linemen? Or would they be better off having Nico, who's not going to be able to... Nobody He's, can be playing until next year. So, well, you, you, bring up, you bring up a great point, but here's the deal. When you're where Tennessee was... And you think back to the time they got Nico, the thought was we will get the signature quarterback in that class. He will be a Pied Piper for other commitments that will come behind him. Now, whether or not that materializes remains to be seen. But, Larry, I appreciate the call. And I think all that stuff's open to second-guessing. I Hi, I'm Carrie Bartlett with the Aquatus Club of Columbia. Fall is almost here, and we are partnering with Columbia Main Street for the city's first ever Fall Fest, which will include our annual chili cook-off, and we invite you to experience fall fun and the hometown spirit of downtown by organizing your own chili cook-off team. Registration is still open. Visit the Aquatus Club Facebook page to sign up. Proceeds will benefit children's charities and literacy. Please join us September 30th from 3 to 7 for Chili Family and Fun. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, 
rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.